do you do kundalini on this? Um, I don't oh, know. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like a kundalini rug. <laughs> I want to do the Vaders with Laura next year. Yeah. You've done them, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm doing them again this year as well. Are you? Yeah, I'm um, going to peace training at the end of the year. <gasps> so, that is so exciting. Are you doing it with Tom? Yeah, in, in Rishikesh. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yep. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for you. Yeah, it's pretty pretty pumped. Yeah. So that's wonderful. Yeah, I'm doing the Vaders with Laura, and I'm doing the Cities with Laura, and then oh wow, the plan is to go to to do Panchakarma for a month before to teach training. Oh wow, and just roll into that. So it's a bit of a life changer. This is fantastic. Yeah. <gasps> that is so exciting. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I want to start with the vape. Well, I've done um, my meditation, um, my initial meditation course with Johnny, but yeah, um, yeah the Vedas are calling big time. Yeah. I've done my yoga teacher training, and so we did the like the yoga sutras through there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd love to do the Vedas. And... Definitely, it's well worth it. It's really, really powerful. <sighs> so powerful. So yeah. have you just seen your life transform? Yeah, absolutely. What got you into it? Um, what got me into meditating was One Giant Mind. It was. Yeah, because I'm Johnny's cousin. Oh, so, I didn't realise you were Johnny's cousin. Yeah, that's the connection that, there. And, and is that where that musical talent runs through the family? Uh, possibly, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Oh. Yeah, so we were at my grandmother's funeral and, um... I saw him there, and when yeah. the when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Oh my gosh! How long ago was this? Uh, Two thousand fourteen. Not that long ago. Not really. No, not considering how rapidly my life's changed. Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, he was just. I was just having. I was having a beer, sipping a beer, having a ciggy. Oh my god! And he just come up, and he's just like, "Got to get you meditating, man." And um, I was like, "Well, teach me." And he's like. Come to Melbourne and I'll teach you. And yeah. I, I just, we just couldn't work the logistics out. Yeah. And he was like, oh, by the way, I'm putting an app out and yeah. it'll teach you to meditate. So I was like, right, got onto that. And um, so it's a little bit different than getting given a mantra and then given the knowledge with it. It was just yeah. like, here's a technique. And I was off in the wilderness with me and Google to find out what's going on, you know. Wow. So for about a year, I went on this journey with yeah. meditation and no framework of what was happening. Yes. So it was quite quite a rocky road. Really? Yeah. But I didn't know what the meditation was causing it. Like sometimes I'd meditate five times on a Sunday. And, oh my God. You know, that <laughs> that kind of unstressing would take place, but I would have no idea. You'd have no idea. But then because I, when I initially started, the meditation uh, stopped my anxiety yeah. I'd get anxious from unstressing and then I'd meditate more trying to stop the anxiety. And, and I create then the this... unstressing is happening oh, more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So I had a really, a really like rocky and ro- like a rocky road through that. And then I had a, my marriage broke down. So that was a big time, a lot oh. of, um, a lot of, you know, unstressing and a lot of um, pain I went through there. And meditation, I really grounded back into meditation at that point. Yeah. Um, and then at the the a year after I saw Johnny at the, that funeral, my grandfather passed away, and um, I wrote his eulogy. And then I went and had a meditation. I had a giant heart opening and a big like awakening, I'd say. And Whoa. yeah, so I was like, yeah, that was like, all right, now it's time to go and learn properly. And yeah, 
And um, yeah. Skid. And that took you to Melbourne? That took me to Melbourne where I learnt with Johnny. And mm. then um, I went back home, split up with my wife and moved to Sydney and then did a year in Sydney, then down here to learn the Vaders with Laura. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What a massive, what, like three years? Yeah, it's been a big three years, yeah. Wow. Mm. That's beautiful though. Yeah. Like, obviously, you're just continuing to, yeah, you know, yeah, letting go and y- growing and learning about myself and yeah, all these kind of things. You've yeah. learned so much. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, and now training. Yes, teacher training. Mm. Can't wait. And then what? What will unfold after that? It's another. Oh, that would be another <laughs> life changing instance. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's funny because I always say that yoga teacher training changed my life. Yeah. Because um, after I did that, that opened this whole way forward with Green Street, which I'd never even yeah. knew, you know, was sitting inside of me. Yeah. So imagine like teacher meditation teacher training. Yeah, three months. And then how do you plan on integrating I that? I don't know. <laughs> how do you plan to do that? Because I wonder always what that integration process would be like. Yeah, it would be like, um, I don't know what it's going to be like. I've got no idea. Wow. I'm just going to have to be, stay, stay present Yeah. and uh, so take it as it comes and all yeah. the other cliches that Yeah, come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, exactly. No, there's no plan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go with the flow, huh? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> That is the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> so I better introduce you yeah. to the Spiritual Trady Podcast. Thanks for joining me so much for joining me. Oh, I'm um, excited. Today we've got Nat Warner, who is the co-founder of Green Street Juice. Yes. And um, maybe you want to tell us your story now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just been so much fun hearing your story. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the Green Street Juice journey or my story, it's something that um, I say is very fate driven. Um, so Green Street Juice is inspired by our time living in New York on Green Street. And we moved to Green Street in New York back in 2012. And before that move, I was working as a corporate lawyer for a major Australian retailer. And I thought that was my dream job. Um, And it was my husband's work that took us across to New York, which we're super grateful for. He was working in like a corporate finance role at the time. But we had no idea that when we made the decision and we selected this place at 95 Green Street in New York, that that would actually be the beginning of a new way of life for us. Mm -hmm. So in New York, um, my plan was actually to get work as a lawyer. And I just assumed that the the short term that we were going to be in New York, we knew we would be there for around two to five years. I assumed would be um, progressing my legal career. Yeah. I'd get a job in, you know, the big city um, and I'd come back to Melbourne with this wonderful experience under my belt and it would propel, you know, continue to kind of propel my career. Yeah. But <laughs> fate definitely had a different um, path for us and just that even that um, that act of moving into Green Street was the start of it and we, you know, yeah. we had no idea. Um, instead of getting a legal role, I found that when um, it came time to apply for my job permit, 
in the States that there's this period that you have to wait for 90 days. You fill in all your application form and there's no question about it being approved. It's just a matter of filling out the form and it's a technical thing where you have to wait for 90 days. And in that time, I decided to do my 200-hour yoga teacher training. Ah, (laughs) Yeah, and I had always been interested in yoga, and it was something that I practiced while I worked in my corporate role. So it was literally 90 days of grace that you had there. Actually, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and I didn't even realize that at the time, but I was, you know, blessed with this 90 days Mm. of grace. Yeah. I did my yoga teacher training, which just opened up and unlocked a whole new part of the practice that I hadn't even realized when I was doing the asana part of the yoga practice. So you're talking about the spiritual side of it? Sorry, the yes, spiritual side, the yeah. spiritual side, yeah. yeah. We were just chatting before about, um, you know, the Vedas and in my yoga teacher training, I did the, you know, learnt the yoga sutras and that was the start of the opening up of the spiritual, you know, philosophical side of it, um, which I was captivated by, completely changed my view on how we live in the way of the world and nature. (laughs) So started to see life in a very different way Mm -hmm. and started to see how I use my time or, you know, how I use my energy in a different way. And at the end of my teacher training, I thought to myself, if I don't give teaching yoga a go, I don't think I'll forgive myself. It'll be a point in my time where I'll look back and say, why didn't I just try um, you know, to do something with this newfound knowledge. Um, and so, of course, I think, well, I believe when it's the right path, you know, nature will facilitate that. And it didn't take me that long um, before I started teaching some one-on-one clients um, in New York. And I started meeting people who, for example, were personal trainers and they were looking for someone that they could recommend for, you know, yoga services. So all of a sudden I started this unintentional small business in New York called Inform Yoga. And so I was teaching one-on-one and funny enough, I was actually teaching a lot of um, lawyers, like somehow lawyers would find their way to me. And so I could kind of relate to, you know, their work and what they were going through and bring yoga in at that point in a way that was maybe relatable to them and, and what they were, you know, their everyday lives. That um, training and my yoga teaching kind of just naturally um, progressed into, I did um, an integrative nutrition course um, for a year. Um, It kind of just naturally flowed into that. And um, my interest in nutrition grew and grew as well. And um, my interest in detoxification and sort of cleaning the body grew. Um, And that led me to spend a week at an institute in San Diego called the Gerson Institute. And again, that wasn't planned. It was just, you know, I was quite interested in the work that the Gerson Institute do. So they're an institute who look at providing a healing modality for cancer or other, um, you know, illnesses and diseases by using a plant-based organic diet. Cold-pressed organic juicing is one of the cornerstones of um, their healing modality. Um, and I, you know, I learned of this institute. I learned that you could go and um, sort of participate in this education there. And I spent a week there. 
And it was at the Gerson Institute where part of the training I did with them, you actually undergo a modified version of their healing protocol. And it's a modified version because you don't have, well, you know, I didn't have um, a serious illness. Um, And so they modify it. And this protocol entails, um, you do nine, well, I was doing nine glasses of cold-pressed organic juices a day um, to sort of plant-based, fresh, beautiful organic meals a day and three enemas um, a day. Um, So you actually go through quite... um, a big, you know, physical detoxification. Is that for a week? That, that was for detox- seven days. Seven days, yeah. 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 You stay um, at this beautiful house that the Institute has in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, it's not a luxe retreat or anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. you're there to do the protocol, feel what it does to you mm-hmm. and learn how to implement it for others. Yeah. And I actually haven't told many people this story. <laughs> <laughs> Run like this couch here that just yeah it brings out of people <laughs> brings out yeah and it's that um, rug too you can't you can't escape it <laughs> no because this story just is kind of rolling off my tongue good <laughs> it was <laughs> it was actually during um, midway through this Gerson protocol that I was doing you had the opportunity to, to sort of take the cleanse process a little deeper and do a castor oil enema mm-hmm. so I was doing coffee enemas three times a day for like three days and I was like and I you know hardcore I was like yes I want to take this deeper yeah yeah <laughs> tell me what I need to do mm-hmm. and the castor oil enema process is you'd actually um you would get up at I think it was you know five in the morning you would drink um, half a cup of castor oil, mm-hmm. which, you know, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that in and of itself could sometimes make someone nauseous and yep. throw up. So you get through the castor oil and then um, it starts to work its magic internally. And then your lunchtime enema, you, you do the castor oil, you do a coffee enema, you know, after your juice in the morning. And at lunchtime, you'd have castor oil in the enema going in the body from the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so what happens is the castor oil you've ingested in the morning has made its way through the digestive system and then the enema that you're doing at, at lunch. lunchtime. Meets it. Meets it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that just goes, everyone out. Exactly. <laughs> and it purges from the other way. Yeah. And um, it was this lunchtime castor oil enema that I was releasing that, I it was a deep release and I felt a physical shift in my body. I felt something from my chest just move out of my body. And so firstly, I was like, wow, that was a, I've, I've shifted something Yeah, physically, energetically, I've shifted. And then it was really, literally, I was still sitting on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, don't try drinking castor oil at work, people. Do not try it. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's one of those do not try this at home unsupervised moments because yeah, yeah. castor oil will move, will create bowel movements <laughs> in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it can happen very quickly. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, a stage process and anyone who wants to talk about enemas, I love it. So yeah. any questions about enemas you have, hit me up. Cool. I can, yeah, I can teach you how to do them. Um, so I had this shift through this enema process. And then I thought, wow, I've really moved something deep here. But it was... Sorry. That's okay. All good. All good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
thought it stopped. I was like, wait, it yeah, stopped. Yeah, he just looked yeah, at me and I was sorry. like, hold on a minute, something's going on here. And yeah. I was like, maybe it's too much enema talk. So like, <laughs> enough of the talk of enemas. Let's talk about juicing. The enema, the enema alarm's gone off. It, it won't let me. No, it's all good. I, thought, I just thought it stopped. It's all right. Yes. You were saying, you're saying it, it shifted something? It shifted something quite deep. And um, I recognized, well, I, I felt the shift. And then really soon, like I was literally still on the toilet and I thought to myself, I don't know. And at this stage we knew we were going home. So there's a whole piece about moving home from New York. But at this stage I thought to myself, I don't know exactly what it looks like when I get home to Melbourne again, but I want, I know for sure I want to make beautiful cold pressed organic juices and I want it to be legitimate and to be healing Mm. and, you know, something similar to what I'd experienced at Gerson. So it needs to be all encompassing, you know, it needs to be juicing, but then also talk about, talk about enemas, talk about meditation, talk about yoga, um, a very holistic approach. And Mm. I didn't know what it looked like, but at that point, at that time. On the toilet. On the toilet. After I just shifted, (laughs) who knows what, (laughs) I thought that's what I want it to look like. Um, And I guess just to sort of finish the story of the beginnings of Green Street Juice, the other reason why I think fate had something to do with this is that before we knew we were moving home, so we thought we were going to be in New York for about two to five years. Mm-hmm. We were hoping more so for the five years because um, New York just instantly felt like home for us and it was this unfolding of what felt like finding my truth. Mm-hmm. And, of course, um, you know, I'd started Inform Yoga and, you know, unintentionally and without any force, it was just flourishing and, you know, I was creating this beautiful community, this small business that was, you know, um, you know, developing, living in, you know, what felt like the best city in the world. Everything was wonderful. And then one day on a Sunday at the very early hours, New York time of the morning, Steve, my husband, who also um, is in Green Street with me, he got a call from his work who had sent us over to New York. So it was, I don't know, it was something like 1am or something on a Sunday morning, New York time. Um, He got a call from his work saying, um, there's some things going on back here in Australia and we actually really need you on the ground here more than we need you forging this office over in New York, get back to Australia on the first plane that you can and we're not sure when you're going to get back to New York. So just pack as if, you know, you're You're going to be here for for a while. Oh, right. Yes. How how long into your trip over there had that been at that point? That was close to two years into the trip and there was no kind of warning signs around this rip back to Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, literally after one phone call, um, this dream life that was starting to really develop and we were settling into in New York just started to unravel. Just gone. So you flew straight home? Steve was on a plane on Monday. So we got this phone call Sunday morning. He was on a plane on Monday, like lunchtime with two suitcases packed Mm -hmm. and we didn't. We were just going with the flow. We didn't know when I would be moving back, when he might be back in New York. Um, It was all just get back to Australia and work through, you know, and find out what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so it took us back 
eat nature yes. took us back. <laughs> eat. <laughs> yeah. Eat. Um, the, you know, whoever it was decided, nature the cosmos. decided. The cosmos decided <laughs> that we needed to be back in Melbourne. Yeah. And the timing was interesting because if we had been in New York for five years, for example, I don't know whether when we moved back we would have sort of recognised the need for what we were doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, when we moved back, um, cold-pressed organic juicing had become such a fundamental part of our life in New York. There was beautiful juice bars everywhere mm-hmm. in New York. You know, I could leave my home and on sort of two blocks either end would be a beautiful organic juice bar that I knew I could get a really you know, gorgeous juice. When we moved home, we couldn't find anything made in Melbourne that was 100% organic, that was bottled in glass bottles. Um, We kind of, we infuse intention and, you know, mantra into what we do. Um, And so it was such a part of our life back in New York. We came back here and thought, wow, A, we can't get what we want here (laughs) Um, without, you know, sort of shipping it in from another state. Um, And, you know, the people of Melbourne need to experience what we experienced. And then, like, just um, Green Street just unfolded, Green Street juice just unfolded. Mm -hmm. And we were living, when we moved home, we were living in um, a studio apartment at the Cullen Hotel in Paran because we live in Paran, but our home, we were waiting until we could move back into our home. Yeah. Um, and so we lived in this studio par- apartment for a few months. Um, and so we moved back at the end of 2013. Yeah. And then by March 2014, we had launched Green Street Juice. Mm-hmm. You know, everything, the brand, the product, um, we launched it at the Wonderlust Festival. So it only took us a few months for Green Street to be born and develop. Yeah. And the whole time we were living in this studio apartment. Was it like a laboratory? It was literally like, it was like a laboratory. And when I say studio, I mean like it was one room where there's a, you know, there's a separate bathroom, but other than that, the bed, the kitchen, everything is in the one room. Yeah. And so in this studio apartment, um, (laughs) I would walk across to the Paran markets and I would walk home multiple trips with boxes of organic (laughs) produce, take them in the lift up to our hotel room. Um, and then I'd often wonder, no one ever said anything and I'd often wonder what the cleaners would think because we only had a bar fridge in like a, well, it was a tiny bit bigger than a bar fridge. But it wasn't a very big fridge in this, you know, hotel room, you can basically call it. And I would come home with boxes and boxes of produce and I'd wash it, chop it, you know, what would fit (laughs) in the fridge could fit, what couldn't was just in, you know, on the bench, on um, the small little round you know, a little dining table. You couldn't really call it a dining table. The whole place was overtaken with produce. (laughs) Um, And all of my handwritten notes of formulations and, yeah. So the beginnings of Green Street, you know, there wasn't a big, like, fancy office or um, factory factory or anything. Like, all of the initial, um, you know, formulations and testing and trialling all happened from a hotel room. Mm-hmm. And when we started the company, we had moved back into our own home in Paran 
Um, so when we kind of, you know, started selling to the public yeah. um, and even with the Wonderlust Festival, we had hired some commercial kitchen space to get ready to produce for that festival where we launched. Yeah. And then we made from home. We had our our home registered through the council mm-hmm. um, and made from home yeah. for, you know, the first, gosh, at least six months of the business, probably eight months of the business. Super cool. Yes, yeah. so that is. <laughs> and now, where do you where do you have uh, stores now? Ah, uh, so now we have our flagship Elixir Bar in Paran. Yep. And we opened in June of this year um, a kiosk in Chadston, mm-hmm. and we have our own um, organic commercial kitchen in Port Melbourne, yep. um, where everything is made, so it's not made at home anymore, um, <laughs> and then we have offices in Port Melbourne, well, our office, um, yep. which is part of our commercial kitchen, and there, um, you know, we have the people who help us now, our staff who help us make our juice, and we have an operations manager and our naturopath works part-time from the kitchen in Port Melbourne as well. Cool. (laughs) So cool. Yeah. Mm. So our um, overall, we're about, um, we're just over three years old now. Yeah. Well, the store in um, Paran is just over three years old. Mm -hmm. We started six months before we opened that store. We were working online. Um, Steve and I were, you know, delivering the juices. We'd deliver juices. We'd then go and get the fresh produce, come home, juice them, bottle them, you know, answer all of the orders, and then the next morning be out on the road delivering again. So it it was Steve and I for, oh, gosh, (laughs) you know, at least I think the first year of the business from memory. And actually my mum, who lives in New South Wales, she moved into our home for six months yeah. and worked um, essentially, you know, family labor for free. Yeah. And she was juicing with us. Oh, God love her. <laughs> God love her. I actually yeah. don't, I feel like we couldn't have got off the ground without her yeah. help and support because, yeah. of course, she was just working for the love. Yeah. Um, she dropped everything in Wollongong to just come and yeah. help us. Blessings, huh? Very, yeah, yeah, very much so. Mm. An- like angel, yeah. complete angel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was, so that's the long winded journey. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. I like, I like it. Um, um, did you have this a place in New York as well? Uh, we, um, we were renting okay. in New York. That, like a, a shop? Oh, a shop. The juice? Yeah. No. no. Okay. No. So. In, but you got the name from New York. Yeah. From okay. the street that we lived yeah, right. on in New York. Yeah, yeah. And, um, we had originally, we knew before we moved home, we kind of, I knew, well, I knew I wanted to do something with juicing. Um, it, I thought it would have a yoga studio or something attached and I'd be teaching. You know, I thought I might be teaching yoga and that kind of juicing and nutrition would be on the side. Yeah. But certainly when we moved home, it was clearer that, um, it, you know, the juicing just kind of was born and unfolded and, yeah. um, you know, it sort of did its own thing. So, so you've stopped since stopped yoga teaching altogether. Obviously that you wouldn't have had time to teach any yoga in that time. Yes. But yeah. are you still, is it still practice or you still, um, teach or anything like that I at all? still practice. I don't teach every now and again, I get this kind of yearning of, oh, it'd be really fun to yeah. teach a class mm. or sometimes I think, oh gosh, it'd be so fun to do a workshop and actually teach the yoga Yeah. Element 
element of it. So I, mm. I haven't done any yoga teaching since we moved home and that was the end of um, 2013. Mm. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like I haven't had the headspace for it. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> but, um, that business can take up a lot of time and oh, energy. So The first year it was... Everything, yeah. everything um, was completely devoted, you know, mm. every element of the business, the, the online, the, the customer service, the taking the orders, the juicing, the picking up the produce, washing the produce, <laughs> yeah. bottling, everything. And there'd be people who, um, we actually had a staff member who worked in our um, store for a, while, a long time, a film student. She's now graduated and off doing cool stuff with her yeah. film work. But she joined us um, because she was one of our first customers and she remembers coming to our house in Leela Street and picking yeah. up from our home. <laughs> yeah. And her and I hit it off immediately and had this beautiful long chat because this is what would happen. People would come and pick up their cleansers from our home. If they didn't want the delivery option, we gave the option of picking up from us in Paran. So they'd come and knock on our door at home and we'd have these beautiful long chats with these people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, so there'd be some people who cleansed with us very early on who may remember like coming to our home in Paran and picking up from there yeah. and being greeted by me, like opening the door at home <laughs> and be like, hi, welcome, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come and get your cleanse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so at the beginning it was very, it was all consuming. Mm. It still, it still is. Um, so there wasn't you know, kind of any room for yoga teaching. Well, maybe you have to do some over the Christmas break or something. Yeah, 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 maybe, maybe. I still practice though. Yeah. And, um, but even that, more and more, um, my meditation practice, um, if, you know, if I prioritize anything, yeah. it's definitely the meditation mm-hmm. and then the, you know, the physical asana I, I fit in, yeah. you know, as and when. And I'd be more excited by doing you know, around, yeah. say, before my meditation. Yeah. Um, when I say more excited by, I don't know, it, I'm called more, yeah. you know, to move in that way yeah. and settled into and prepare for my meditation, yeah. you know, than I am to, to feel the need to go and have like a full-on like... A flow class. Or flow class, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. yeah absolutely. Probably because you're so busy. I, yes, wanna, it's funny s- that, yeah, isn't it? Use the yeah, round out and slow down and really yeah. relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm. funny that I haven't thought about it in that way, but yeah, yeah more likely. So one of the questions I was going to ask was, um, with the juicing, mm-hmm. um, what's the science behind it? The can science. you can you give me a bit of that? Yeah, there's there's a lot, and it's the exciting thing is that it's emerging more and more. Um, so juicing and this um, process of cleansing and detoxification, it's, it's certainly not a new concept. And um, there is evidence of it, um, you know, being undertaken by the ancient Egyptians and people in, you know, ancient, you know, the ancient Greeks and um Ancient philosophers, um, and even through, you know, religion um, or spirit, there is um, reference to people not eating. Um, (laughs) So, you know, um, I guess fasting fasting is the word. Thank you. Um, Fasting for certain periods of time and certainly 40 days, um, you know, fasting in 40 days, you know, throughout um, various, um, you know, 
scripts and things, um, it, it's all there. So this concept of fasting and possibly only consuming water, um, you know, is, is not a new thing. Um, and same as juice fasting as well. Um, so there's, you know, there's certainly evidence of it um, having been undertaken throughout the ages. Um, what we know about fasting scientifically is when you remove um, solids out of your diet for a particular period of time and you survive on or you feed your body liquid nourishment, um, water, um, cold-pressed organic juices, which is obviously what we're crazy about, um, it actually allows the body to go into a healing and repairing mode. So just like deep breathing and meditation will allow you to switch on the relaxation response and heal and repair, um, healing and repairing happens at a cellular level with um, juice fasting as well. Um, there's a couple of ways that happens. Firstly, you're removing solids out of the system. So uh, where your energy would otherwise be um, used up in digesting food, which is about 90% of our energy most of the time, yeah. that energy and the process is actually unlocked and freed and the body at a cellular level, goes into this mode of actually dumping um, old um, and mutated cells from the body. So even after two days, so 48 hours of juice cleansing, um, there is this process of the body um, ridding um, old damaged cells. So your white blood cell count while you're fasting or, you know, juice fasting will actually decrease for a particular period of time. And it's the body getting rid of because it's got um, the energy and the room to stop digesting and actually start healing and processing. And it'll go through and literally start scanning the cells and say, anything here that I haven't had an opportunity to heal or look at or, you know, dump, I now have the chance to do that. So you'll get rid of a whole lot of cellular matter that's damaged. And then immediately when you start to refeed the body with, you know, beautiful, healthy, nutritious food, um, your like cell count, particularly your white um, blood cell count will spike up again. And it's actually a boost in the immune system. And that's sort of scientifically proving um, proven that there's this beautiful jump in um, the cell count. So your body's dumped a whole lot of old material and it's rejuvenated and creating a whole lot of new material as well. And that not only boosts the immune system, um, it actually um, is linked to rejuvenescence or um, actually like you, like um, allowing the body to become more youthful internally. So um, this cleansing process is... Um, essential to um, detoxify a whole lot of old matter, um, but also allow the body to retain youth and act like a younger, you know, body. Um, and studies, um, the studies on humans are more limited, but studies that have been undertaken on animals, for example, um, animals who go through a fasting process and a regular fasting process will live much, much longer um, than, say, animals that are overfed and continually fed and don't have the opportunity to have these fasting breaks. Um, more recently, the CSIRO, which was interesting for us because they're more like very mainstream um, with what, you know, the, the um, research that they look at, they will release from time to time recommended dietary practices. 
And this year, um, in about April, I think of this year, maybe it was later than that, um, their latest dietary practice that they've recommended is actually based on a fasting model. Um, and so they are coming out publicly and in a very mainstream way, which is exciting for us, and talking about the benefits of fasting, they're looking at it more from a point of view of how it allows someone to maintain a healthy weight range and the um, the diet that they recommend actually has periods of intermittent fasting in it, um, but there's way more to fasting than just um, healthy weight range. Um, there's the immune system benefits, um, there's the, um, the detoxification um, and therefore allowing the body to release a whole lot of held onto junk. Um, um, so that you can, you know, work more efficiently and the body can heal more efficiently. Obviously, that then leads to that beautiful, healthy glow mm -hmm. um, on the Which skin. Which you have in bucket loads. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, and then the mental clarity that comes with um, fasting yeah. as well. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're excited about um, the more mainstream science that's coming out and talking about it's actually healthy to... Um, take some solids out of the system from time to time um, and, you know, and fast. The benefit of juice fasting as opposed to, say, just water fasting, and certainly water fasting has a place. Um, and, you know, the more hardcore you get with your fasting, you might do periods of water fasting as well. But the great thing about um, organic juice fasting is you're flooding the body with an abundance of liquid nutrients and what that means is that the you're able to uptake those nutrients um, literally at a cellular level or at you know at the bloodstream level. It's important then that it is organic because you're actually taking in a whole lot of liquids and your body isn't even filtering that through the digestive system. You're getting it straight up into the bloodstream. Yeah. And so you don't even have a chance to filter out any, you know, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, if you're juicing. Yeah. Um, but fasting in this way with juice actually means that if you do have any issues with the digestive system and you're not um, properly absorbing nutrients, yeah. then taking it in in this liquid form actually means it's much more bioavailable to cool. the body and you're just going to, like, your body's going to suck that up Absorb it like all. a sponge. Yeah. And you're getting vitamins, minerals, nutrients in that a lot of us are usually deficient in because our, you know, our daily diet is what it is and mm -hmm. the convenience society is what it is that we're running around and probably not getting the full nutrition that we need. Yeah. And so people are surprised on a juice fast that they feel incredible and they feel really well nourished, but they haven't eat like they're not going through this process of chewing solid food. And they're like, how come I feel like this? And it's because actually like, um, you know, on, on a juice fast, on one day of a fast, for example, you might be getting 15 to 20 serves of vegetables. Yeah. Um, most all of our juice fasts are designed to be 3% sugar or less. So you're only getting maybe, um, you know, you might get five to seven serves of fruit, but you're getting like 15 or 20 serves of vegetables in one day. Um, and the recent, there's a recent finding that, um, uh, I don't know what it was, um, 
most Australians, over 50% of Australians aren't even reaching their minimum five serves of fruit, of, of veg and two serves of fruit a day. Um, so most of us aren't getting our minimums. And yet when you're on a, um, when you're say juice fasting you, or you're incorporating juices into your lifestyle, yeah. you're actually well exceeding your daily minimums, which is what you want to do. That daily yeah. minimum of five fruit, a uh, five veg and two fruit is quite low. low. Yeah. 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 So juice cleansing actually introduces this influx of wonderful, um, mostly micronutrients, all those colors Mm -hmm. um, that a lot of us aren't getting in our day. And it's all of those micronutrients and minerals, um, which, you know, we need for like a healthy immune system and for our brain to be functioning and for our gut to be happy and yeah 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 for healthiness (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so um yeah so that's kind of there is scientific basis behind um fasting and um one thing I guess I want to add to that is that a lot of people say well doesn't our body detoxify itself naturally why do we need to fast um you know, why would I need to do a juice cleanse or um, why would I need to fast? And we say absolutely, yes, your body has wonderful mechanisms as part of the um, digestive system um, to detoxify. And there's a number of ways in which we detoxify. Our lungs are one of our key detoxification organs. So deep breathing um, is one way in which, and, you know, surrounding ourselves with beautiful plants like you have here, um, getting out into nature and getting fresh air. That is one key way. Every time we take a breath, our body is detoxifying. Mm-hmm. Um, our skin is our largest detoxification organ. So, um, you know, when we sweat, um, when we do practices where we scrub the body or you dry body brush or you do a beautiful process, um, a body scrub called gua sha, for example, mm-hmm. that is helping us detoxify through our skin. Yeah. And then obviously from an internal perspective, we have, um, you know, the liver, the kidneys, the colon, all of these areas are helping us get and excrete waste out Mm -hmm. of the body. Uh, So there's no question that we're designed to have this constant process of detoxification naturally. Um, But in the way that we live in our modern day society, um, you've got, um, you know, if you're drinking tap water, for example, um, you know, there's a whole host of heavy metals and chemicals in our drinking water. Our food system, it's, it makes me so sad when you look at our food system and the chemicals that, uh, you know, rampant through the way um, that we eat, mm-hmm. um, the pollution in the air, the plastics, um, you know, most people who work in an office all day and don't take a break, you're constantly, your body is actually constantly being bombarded with mm. toxins from everywhere. Yeah. Um, the body products you might put on your skin, it's it's endless. Yeah. And it's not about um, driving fear and thinking, oh gosh, well, I'm just going to go and move into the mountains. Live and... in a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to become a bubble boy or girl and, you know, go and live in the mountains and remove myself from the modern day society. It's not about that at all. It's about knowing ways in which you can help your body deal with 
the onslaught of um, toxins that we face. And I guess that all these organs that you're talking about are doing a lot of detoxing all the time and they need a break as well. Absolutely. They need just like, just give us a rest, let them detox in a way so they're more efficient. Yeah, absolutely. The liver in particular and the kidneys. Mm. So the liver, what I learnt at the Gerson Institute is the liver is like the filter of the body. And you imagine um, a filter of a heater or some air conditioning and you know how you can pull it out sometimes and it's like those screens are covered in gunk and you just really need to like clear that out. And then of course that filter works way more efficiently when you've cleaned all that dust out. Mm -hmm. It's the same. Um, with the liver ultimately and it's yeah. amazing um, the benefits that you'll feel when you give um, the liver a chance to have a, a you know a break yeah. and by a break I mean you know not eating the solid foods so that it's not having to deal with the waste products um, getting you know the cop the, the caffeine the alcohol the um, refined processed foods out of the system because mm-hmm. these are all the things that the liver ordinarily has to deal with working through and working out what's waste and what's going to, you know, what's sort of good for the body. Yeah. Yeah. So what sort of timeframes do you recommend for fasting then? Like, um, yeah. Yeah. The shortest to the the longest, I guess. Yeah. So um, it, it varies and it also varies based on, you know, where an individual's at with their health, their health history, Mm -hmm. what lifestyle they lead. And, um, yeah, their, their, their diet and lifestyle practices when, when they come to you. Um, and it, you know, it can be like a stage process, but do you have to sometimes go people slowly into a fast because you don't want to shock them? I would recommend that. yeah. Yeah. Definitely. There's times where, um, you know, I'm very much about gentle processes and working with the natural cycles of the body. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe in very, you know, big, um, dramatic changes, you know, fix all, you know, it's a holistic approach and definitely, um, you know, we, we ask people where they're at with their health lifestyle, um, what their objectives are. And we will always make recommendations based on that. In saying that, funny story, um, and the body's a miraculous, super, you know, super computer, biological computer. It, yeah. it, you know, there's no kind of harm in flooding it with organic nutrients. Yeah. Um, but I do, I would recommend people easing in. Yeah. Um, but for example, um, Mick Malloy, who is one of the breakfast radio hosts on Triple M, um, he we were recommended to him because he wanted to make some. Well, he definitely felt like he needed a, a detox, and he there was a there was a challenge that he was preparing for. I think it was actually a um, I don't know a race car challenge, or there was a challenge that he was preparing for where he needed to lose some weight, and one of his co-workers cleanses with us regularly. And uh, his co-worker recommended us to him. So Mick Malloy, um, for those who don't know who he is, he's like, you know, he drinks, he smokes. Um, I think, you know, they kind of talk about eating pastries for breakfast on the on the station. Yep. He's not your typical kind of cleansing, you know, <laughs> demographic. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he was very keen on just getting in and getting it done. So he didn't really follow all of the usual recommendations that we would say before going into I can't I think he might have done an eight day fast and juice cleanse initially yep. and kind of straight off the bat. Yeah. 
but he said that he'd never felt better and, um, you know, he was feeling energetic and I, I think before he had done the, the cleanse with us, um, I'm not sure he'd even had a cold-pressed organic juice. So he <laughs> yeah. went from like... <laughs> yeah. He went straight into this thing. Straight off the beers under the cold press yes, organic juice. Yeah, and yeah. I'm super cautious. So I'm sending him all of my notes about how to transition in and, you know, how to make the, the smooth journey. And he was just like, oh, no, I'm going to get straight into this. Yeah. Um, and he just thrived off it. So you can't really go wrong with it. Um, but um, in terms of... Um, you know, what I would recommend, we offer anything from a one-day fast through to seven days and beyond. I generally recommend for first-timers, do at least three to five days. Um, and the reason I say that is because there's something else that happens with um, juice fasting, um, and that's this process of the body using its um, stores of sugar, essentially. Does it go into ketosis? Yes. Is that what it is? I, was, I thought that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So after around 48 hours, after two full days of juicing, mm-hmm. Most people will go into nutritional ketosis. Because it's low sugar. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, exactly. So what that means is the body would have used most of its sugar stores by then and it's actually allowing the body to switch into fat burning mode or create ketones, which is what needs to be present in the body to access stored fat as fuel. Now, the fat cells in our body is where our body stores toxins. So you want to be able to give your body the conditions it needs to be burning fat as fuel as part of your cleanse process because that's where that's where all the stuff is being stored. Yeah, so you're putting fire onto the onto the toxins and yes, burning them all out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. I love that analogy. Yeah, mm. you're you're literally like you, your body is burning up yeah. the toxins. Yeah. And mm. that will only happen um, normally at around day three. Yeah. There's a cycle with cleansing as well, and everyone's cleanse journey is different. But I've seen enough cleanse journeys now to understand the, the, the general pattern. Day one, you're feeling on top of the world because your body is getting hydration and liquid um, nutrients that it hasn't had and it's been craving for a while. So day one, you know, you do eight juices a day on our program. Um, day one, you're feeling incredible. Your body's like, yes, I've got this bioavailable nutrition in abundance and it's just flooding my body and it feels amazing. You just feel on top of the world. Day two is generally... When you start to withdraw from sugar. Yes! And your body goes, where's my sugar? (laughs) Yes! Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where you're not yet in ketosis, so you're not yet burning fat as fuel, Mm. and you're just withdrawing from like using all this sugar. There's like this switching period, and it happens on day two, so you get... You know, you might get the headaches. You might moody. Oh, you definitely start to get moody. (laughs) Um, You start to feel tired. So I always sort of say to everyone around lunchtime, day two is when the fatigue sets in. And if you can get an early night on day two, you will wake up on day three feeling incredible because your body would have most likely switched 
across yeah. into burning fat and then you get mental clarity, mm. your hunger. Slow, slower burning energy too. It's a different energy. You don't crash off the sugar. It's so different. And it actually, from my understanding, it promotes lean muscle growth. Absolutely. Being in ketosis. It really mm. does. And you could do much less physical exercise when you're in ketosis and you you just get really lean and you, you feel incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I would generally recommend most people do at least three, but I'd say five days when you start. And the reason for that is obviously on day three, you're clicking over into ketosis and then you're giving yourself another kind of, you know, 48 hours or so on just pure liquid nutrition and you're wanting to burn that fat to really get the most out of your detoxification process. Um, After that, after you've done one really good sort of, you know, three to five day fast, then you can kind of regularly fast as you like. I I would generally, um, you know, for me, I would recommend someone say do one fast day um, a week. the reason for that, there's a couple of things. Um, one is it's that constant ability to allow the body to, um, you know, give it its break and work through from a cellular level, the healing and repairing. Because yep. it's in that, if you do like say a one day fast. Every, a juice fast. Juice fast. Yeah. 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 You could make it a water fast if you wanted, yeah. but I'd say juice fast because you're just like topping up your the minerals nutrients. and nutrients. Yeah. Um, or you could do one day juice so that you're topping up all your minerals and your nutrients and then one day water. But yeah. you would want some guidance around that. Don't just go into a water fast on your own at home. Yeah. Um, but if you're doing, say, even um, then a one day juice fast once a week, you are allowing this, you're boosting your immune system consistently because you're allowing yourself to dump, you know, dump those old cells and just really get that boost. Um, But also with a juice fast once a week, it actually also allows the body to fast from protein. Mm. So quite often, particularly if you start to rely less on sugars in your diet, which will happen naturally when you start fasting because you experience ketosis and you you go okay I want more of this I want to fuel my body with more longer sustaining fats they're gonna you know be great for my gut they're great for my mental clarity so you you naturally move into this um this sort of lifestyle of relying less on sugars and going more for healthy fats Often with that, you might up the way, the protein that you're getting in your lifestyle as well. But um, fasting once a week on protein um, is actually, again, very, very good for cellular renewal and longevity. Um, So doing a one-day fast a week actually allows you to fast from the protein as well which I love, Um, the CSIRO type of fasting, the diet that they recommended, and it's something that's incredibly popular. I love it. It's called a 5-2 fast. So 5-2 is where you would pretty much eat normally for five days of the week, and then you would fast for two days of the week. And those two days don't need to be consecutive as long as over a seven-day period you've got two fasting days in there. And what the CSIRO calls as a fast is to restrict your calorie intake to 25% of your normal recommended intake. So 
what that does, it's the same thing as if you're on a juice fast. It nutritionally um, forces the body to start to access fat as fuel and as a byproduct of that, you're actually detoxifying because you're burning all of that stored toxins in the fat cells. We though would, and what we think about though, say like a 5-2 diet is if you're getting, if you're significantly lowering the calorie intake in a day, you're often starving and you're sort of caught up in, well, what do I eat? You know, oh, if I have half an avocado, which is such a beautiful high fat, and I never recommend anyone skimp on avocado, but if you're actually looking at the calories you're taking in, you're like, oh, I'll have have half an avocado and it's going to like take up like my whole day day, and I'm going to be starving. But the beauty of um, we have a 5-2 juice plan menu, the beauty of that is you're getting eight juices in it meets the calorie requirements, you know, to, for the five too fast to be working. But you're actually flooding the body with a whole lot of vitamins, minerals, nutrients. So you can go a full day having your juice every couple of hours and not even feel like you're fasted. It's allowing the body, you know, biologically to, to do its thing in terms of um, cellular repair and renewal. Um, you have sort of protein fasting at the same time, but you're getting a whole lot of goodness in yeah so that's another way to look at fasting oh and what about um the extremes let's go to the extremes Ooh. what's your max what's your max fast you can do oh my goodness that you've, mate what's the that you've ever done okay so there's no there's no kind of real limit to okay. it <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you know people that just juice forever? You can take this as far as you like. And yeah. this is the beauty, though, of always like listening to your body. Yeah, not being silly just because you have an idea that you're going to do a 60-day juice cleanse when yeah. on day 20 you don't feel very well. You should eat some food. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And I'm always telling people to listen to their body. Yeah. Even if you're doing a three-day fast and you get to day two and you're like, I'm starving, I've got cramps or I don't feel well, you know, I just need some food. Oh my goodness. Go and have like a beautiful, you know, organic salad. Have half an avocado with Himalayan salt and pepper sprinkled on the top and, you know, put some beautiful um, organic olive oil on top and like, like cherish every single luscious bite of that avocado. (laughs) You know, I'm all for that. It's definitely not about deprivation and it's a thousand percent about listening to what your body needs. And the more you fast, the more in tune with your body you Mm -hmm. get. So you really though, there is no kind of prescribed upper limit. Um, There is a documentary, um, it's called... um, what is it? He's um, Joe Cross is the guy who did this documentary, Fat, Sick and Nearly Dead. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favourite documentaries because Joe Cross was a, um, a businessman, very successful businessman. And again, kind of maybe that Mick Malloy prototype of, you know, I don't know if he was into alcohol and cigarettes, but certainly he was working really hard and I don't think diet or nutrition were of any interest to him at all. And he used, I think he had an autoimmune disease, which was creating, um, rashes and boils on the skin and a condition where, um, literally the cells where, you know, the cells start to attack like the good immune cells, like the body starts to attack itself. And he was on a host of medication. 
And I'm not sure how, I can't remember um, how he got into fasting or why he did it, but I think he decided to pack up his bags. He went on this road trip throughout America and he, by himself, um, mainly facilitated, um, I can't remember if it was a 30 or 60 day juice cleanse that he did, but he pretty much just did it off the bat and on his own and kind of did some research and stuff along the way. And he essentially um, healed himself of his autoimmune condition. I think he might've had early onset diabetes as well, but all of this disappeared. It might've been 60 days he was on the juice, um, which he just kind of did, you know, on his own bat. So it's funny because um, with a lot of um, synthetic um, medications or chemicals that we have in our life. Um, some people are so, um, complacent maybe is the word with taking maybe, you know, a synthetic chemical or, um, a particular type of medication. And I'm certainly not anti-medication at all. Yeah. Do about supplements though? Uh, more so like, um, more so even more like synthetic medication, you know, yeah. yeah, people might be on, you know, medication for a long period of time and they'll never question it because they'll think, oh, it's the something. The doctor gave it to me. Yeah. The yeah. doctor gave it to me. It's something I need. But it's funny how with even sometimes something like juice cleansing, people will go, oh my gosh, is that safe? Um, <laughs> is it re- like, could you really go like 10 days just on like cold pressed organic juice? Yeah. Is that actually safe? Yeah. And it's like, okay, um, it's 100% organic juice. So there's no herbicides, pesticides, chemicals. Yeah. It's in a bioavailable form. You're, so you might be getting 10 or 20 serves, 25 serves of veggies a day yeah. on this juice. And some people who maybe aren't sort of accustomed to it or know about it will question the safety of it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you're just actually feeding your body at a cellular level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, So there isn't really any... No limit. ...prescribed upper limit. Yeah. Um, you know, treat... I would treat it as an adventure and see how you feel with it. With me, for example, I've done a 30-day... I've done like 30 days on juice only. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, particularly right at the beginning when I was really learning and experimenting and wanting to feel, you yeah. know, what it's like in my body. Personally, because um, people sort of say to me, how often do you cleanse or what would you recommend? I will, like, generally, I will do at least a one-day juice cleanse a week, mm-hmm. sometimes two days. Yeah. Um, and then at the beginning of each season, I will do a more extended juice cleanse, normally seven days at the beginning of each season, but sometimes it's three days. Just to transition through the season? Yeah. the body aligned with nature? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. and mostly purely for that reason, the health benefits from a physical perspective are just a wonderful side effect. You know, if I'm cleansing once a season, um, I'm cleansing every quarter, it means my body physically is having the opportunity to detoxify. But energetically, you know, taking three to seven days of juice cleansing at the beginning of each season, there's nothing better than getting like reconnected and realigned you know, with nature 
And we do do a seasonal cleanse, um, you know, at the beginning of each season, a menu. And most of the time, my extended cleanse at the beginning of, se- of the season is that cleanse because I pop, I always put that menu together. Yeah. Um, our naturopath approves it. Um, but for me, it's always energetically aligned mm-hmm. with the season. Um, so I would, or, you know, if you're kind of thinking about integrating juice cleansing into your life, um, cleansing at the beginning of each season is a really beautiful place to start. Yeah. Yeah. But like for me, after three days of cleansing, that's when I feel like I could go forever. Like after day three, I'm like, oh, and I don't often put a limit on my seasonal cleanse. I don't really put a limit on any of my cleansing. I'll just cleanse until I feel ready to come off. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, my seasonal cleanses, I intend to go for seven days and then I go longer because, you know, after three or four days for me, I feel like I could just live on it forever. (laughs) And then maybe a social occasion or something will come up and I'll go, okay, I'm ready to break my juice cleanse now. Um, But but energetically, I I thrive and it's kind of all I feel like Mm. I need. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, So what about the the castor enemas, do you, do you operate yeah, them at the Green castor Street? Or? Oil. Oh, well, we don't have, <laughs> we have a cleanse protocol that I wrote, which was very inspired by the protocol I followed at the Gerson Institute. And this protocol has a lot of things in it. Um, so when you cleanse with us, you know, you get this protocol and it talks about, you know, it talks about you might want to think about enemas, um, you, you know, body brushing, meditation. So the link to the One Giant Mind meditation app is in there because that's um, an integral part of the way that we see ourselves supporting our body. Um, and there's, um, you know, people in our community who do beautiful things. Um, you know, it might be a, a traditional Chinese medicine doctor that we work with, Dr. Amanda Waldike, who's part of our community. Um, we love um, a woman, a beautiful woman called Jenny Putner, who's an oracle. I'm going to have Amanda on soon too. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have this list in our cleanse protocol document of if you want to do other things, if you want to go and have a sauna, you know, go and have a sauna, do this, do that. So there's a lot of things that we incorporate in this protocol because yeah. cleansing is not only about juices. It's holistic. It's it's totally holistic on, you know, and it's not only about the physical body too, you know, um, there's all these layers of the energetic body. Um, Mm. So enemas, back to enemas, (laughs) I will, I will gladly talk about enemas (laughs) (laughs) and guide people through their enemas. Mm. Um, I, I was actually, it's so funny. I was actually thinking about enemas today because I used to be very, particularly after the Gerson Institute, when you're doing three enemas a day, I was very diligent with, you know, enemas consistently. This morning I was thinking to myself, oh, wow, I'm out of sync with my enema routine. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So I've got to get back into line with that. But I would say enemas um, at least once a fortnight is awesome. (laughs) Which I'm out of, I must completely admit, I'm out of routine with that. It's been a few months. Um... So it's really funny. Just this morning, I was thinking about need to get that enema bucket out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just quickly say a word about enemas? Yes, go for it. <laughs> I heard this thing recently, which I thought is a really great way to describe it. Because for those who don't know what an enema is, it's literally putting a tube, you know, up your butt yeah. and, um, you know, filling your um, your large colon with um 
you know, liquid, whether it be a water enema or a chlorophyll enema or a coffee enema. Coffee's one of my favorites because we did them as part of the Gerson protocol or castor oil yep. in your coffee enema. Wow. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, ext- <laughs> it's, it's extreme in inverted commas. Yep. Um, you know, there's other behavior that would probably be more extreme. But yep. um, so, you know, they're kind of, there's that barrier you need to cross about putting something in that part of your body. Yeah. But I heard someone describe enemas recently in a way that I thought, Oh, I'm so going to use that. The way that they described it is your digestive system starts in your mouth, right? So the minute you start chewing, triggers the saliva to start, triggers a whole lot of stuff, you know, the acid to start brewing in the stomach. So the first part of your digestive system is the mouth. And you think about, we clean our mouth twice a day and think about the gunk that would build up if you didn't brush your teeth or, you know, oil pool or, you know, um, tongue scrape. Yeah. So yeah. the the mouth is the start of the digestive system and we spend all this time cleaning it. Mm. So why wouldn't we concentrate or spend time cleaning the other end? The other end. Yeah. Particularly the more putrid end where things can really um, uh, accumulate. Mm because of it's unseen yes yeah yeah mm. so enemas are literally like brushing your teeth at the other end that's of one the way to put it system. <laughs> and i actually loved that i was like yeah. yes that is a wonderful way to explain why you would do that yeah yeah, <laughs> so yeah. people will be googling like coffee enemas castor oil enemas yeah <laughs> You want to talk enemas? I'll just be drinking castor oil after this. <laughs> Come my way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so how do we get from castor oil enemas to wrap this thing up? Uh, <laughs> on yeah. that note, can we not end on the enema note? <laughs> okay, we have you have to you have to give us give us something else then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What should we? Oh, it's up to you now. What should we end on? <laughs> I think let's just end on um, staying open. Yes. To, you know, new things or trying new things. Surprise enemas. <laughs> Don't try enemas at home alone. Get when you're driving advice. a car or when you're not in range of a toilet, people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and there was two other things I thought. Um, uh, holist- like, you know, take a holistic approach to things. So um, look look at um look at everything is like the package deal so you know when it say if it comes to detoxification you know it's not only juices um look at your meditation practice as part of your detoxification your yoga your breathing your dry body brushing you're getting out in nature um you know consider the whole package um and then let's end on like listening to your body or listening to nature so you know i mean just like my whole Green Street path has been completely nature driven. (laughs) Um, And same with the cleanse process, you know, listen to your... The intelligence in your body. Yes, Mm. the intelligence of nature. You know, we are born of nature and we have that beautiful cosmic and biological intelligence. Don't ignore it, just tap into it. Mm. You know, um, and same, if, if you're cleansing, really listen and tune in. 
Yeah. Tune in. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay. So um, if people want to find you yep. or c- connect and talk all things juicing. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and all other things. All other things related to yeah. juicing. <laughs> um, what's the best way to get in contact with you? <laughs> um, there's a, a couple of ways. Um, so just, I guess, me personally, um, I'm on, you know, Instagram as yep. Nat underscore Warner, I think, (laughs) Um, through, you know, you can always contact me through Green Street. Um, So with Green Street, um, our website is greenstreetjuice.com. Is it green with an E on the end? Green with an E on the end. Green Street Juice with an E on the end. Yeah. The end of the green. Yes. Not the end of street. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Green has an E on the end of it because the Green Street that we lived on in New York um, was spelt with an E yep. on the end. Cool. So that's Green Street, street the full word, greenstreetjuice.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our physical stores, our physical locations is we have one in Paran and one in Chadston. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our contact um, info is on our website. Online? Yep. Cool. Yep, online. And so come and see us in store or send us an email. Um yeah, cool. And yeah, and um, try the beautiful juice. Yes. Do you still make the one giant mind juice? Oh my gosh, we actually had a question about one giant mind juice yesterday because one giant, the one giant mind juice is like Delicious. so many people's favorite. I love it. It's so beautiful. Mm. The we use purple carrot as one of the key ingredients for the one giant mind juice because, of course, when we make our juice, we work with the physical and then we work with the energetic and mm. the purple. Mm. That deep purple hue of organic purple carrots is, um, you know, all about the third eye. Yeah. Um, so purple carrot season comes in and out, and from time to time, purple carrots are really hard to get or they get really, really, really expensive. Mm -hmm. So we don't have it available at the moment, but it's something that comes in and out. And just yesterday, someone was asking me about it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a look at where we're sitting with this, with the purple carrot season um, and get it out. And even if it's at limited times, um, yeah, get it out because it hasn't been in the fridge for a while and we're all missing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me know when it comes out. I love yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> I'll I will. buy them all. I'll let you know. Yeah, you'll stockpile <laughs> Stash it. Stash them all in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, it's so, you know, it's so fresh. We can't stockpile it, but mm. we wish we could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'll let you know when that's out. Stay tuned. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Well, um, Nat Warner, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your beautiful energy and oh. wisdom with me and everyone else today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's mm. been awesome. No worries. Thank you very much. Mm. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>